from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. And by the way, uh, it, as you listen, you should be aware that um, we are leaving the air conditioning on. Just don't want to be hot. Yeah, we're just going to hell with it. In the Boogie D, birthplace of hip hop, home of the botanical G. This story is dedicated to the fellas. Ever had a woman didn't treat them right? You know, sometimes breaking up just isn't final enough. Just ask Berta Booker, 49, indulging in non-specific hanky-panky with an unidentified 44-year-old paramour when the pair were unexpectedly joined by her unidentified 50-year-old boyfriend who broke up the party. Uh-oh. Uh, I've been there. Oh, have you really? Been there, done that. You, You've been there. Which 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 I've role did you play? I played every role. I played every <laughs> apex of that triangle. You've been the woman. I've been the bitch. I've been and the scorn. This and you've been the scorny. And I've been the or scorner. I've been the. Uh, you've been the uh, homewrecker yeah, and the scorner. cock. Yep. Well, what is known is that Berta Booker's boyfriend was in fact the wrong gentleman to monkey around with emotionally, because. This discovery was very upsetting for him, so he doused her with accelerant and set her ablaze. You're fired. Unfortunately for the boyfriend, he somehow caught himself on fire in the process. I'm also fired. That's not good. Now, the paper had reported uh, it as a murder-suicide, but uh, then down in the story, it's also stated that it's unknown if this was intentional. I don't think it was. Seth, I mean, not many people will kill themselves by setting themselves on fire, and even fewer people will kill themselves this way immediately after seeing what it looks like to be on fire. People kill themselves by by setting themselves on fire. Yeah, monks. Yeah, and how about that guy in um, in Prospect Park a couple months ago who did it because he was protesting global warming? So you think this guy did it as a protest against his girlfriend cheating on him? Something like that. I am protesting the iniquity of sex. I knew a guy, well, there was a guy in my college, and uh, his girlfriend was breaking up with him. Mm-hmm. And so on a Friday afternoon, like, he went up into, the, like, the top of the theater building, like, in some obscure place, and set himself on fire. Jesus. And then he came, like, screaming down, and they put out the fire. But he was... <laughs> burned over his entire body, like, yeah. you know, major third-degree burns. Sure. Did he live? Yeah, he lived. And then I remember about six months later, they had an interview with him in the local paper, and he was saying, well, you know, it's been a really good experience uh, in rehab. They've really kicked my butt. And I just remember thinking, gee, it's too bad that you had to light yourself on fire to learn that lesson. Yeah, but it takes what it takes, doesn't it? I mean, like, this chick must have been really a mindfuck to break up with him, and then he, and then it's that, you know, that devastating. I mean, to me, it makes more sense to set the woman on fire who you caught cheating, as this guy did. That's one bird of Booker. Well, that's why the Muslims uh, are smart. That's why is that? That's where they have it over. Oh, us. because they know who to set on fire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm just trying to imagine this. They So, so... And, and figure out if this is a murder-suicide or just a, a murder-accidental-set-yourself-on-fire side. Because, like, think about it. Like, uh, you know, you set her on fire, right? She's yeah. on fire. Well, you, oh, she seems to be enjoying that. The unbearable burning of her foot. Just listen to her screaming with pleasure. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a terrifying thing to see somebody on fire. Even on video, if I, you see it, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know that one video where that woman, that, that, that young girl uh, is dancing and she sets her pussy on fire? Have you seen that? Uh, no. It was on TMZ or something, and she sets her pussy How on fire. How did she do that? 
I think we might have talked about this last week, but she did it on purpose. She she put accelerant on her uh, jeans. She's wearing short jeans, and oh. she just. I guess she think and, and it's some sort of a dance contest. You know, she has a partner. And I've I, seen videos of like urban youth, like pouring um, like accelerant on themselves. What's a youth? Urban, you know. Urban yeah, youth. N- yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, urban youth. And then setting themselves on fire, and then you know, a lot of the time they're like ah ah, like it's. It's not the type of thing that um, you want to do. Yeah, we were just talking about this again. Like, like I guess we discussed this in a different context last week. But it, it's so. Uh, there was that moment. Ryan Katz Rivera was saying, "There's not even a mo-. like you think it's a good idea, you know? Yeah. You're like this is going to be great." That moment before, and then you set yourself on fire, and you don't get any satisfaction. It no. just is immediately excruciatingly painful. Yeah. And 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 you go, "What? That, that's what could the desired." Oh, no. Maybe they thought they were just going to become like, you know, like, hey, I can handle fire. Like like the torch yeah. in the cartoon. I am of fire. Well, it's it's that, inconceivable. Bad idea. Yeah, bad so idea. at some point, this unspecified, unidentified, rather, boyfriend, he left at the second floor of the five-story Tremont building, injuring his ankle. Booker and the BF were transported to St. Barnabas Hospital, where they died. They did. And what happened to the boyfriend? Is he... Is he, he hurt his ankle. And is he under arrest? For... For making this happen. No. <laughs> For fucking Berta Booker. <laughs> no, no, he's fine. He's, in fact... It's not illegal to, to... To fuck somebody's girlfriend. It's just not. Mm-mm. It's not illegal to cheat on people. It's no. not illegal to be a total dick in a relationship. All of that stuff is legal. It's, it's, it's not only legal, but it's, it's sort of a inevitable. Not only that, but if say if somebody is like a total asshole, a liar, a cheat... A manipulator, all of that stuff, and then the victim of it, or the target, or the object of it, like goes a little nuts and starts, like you know, stalking the other person. Yeah, the police will come down hard on the stalker. Will they? And oh yeah, and you can be like, well, she did this and she did that, or he did that. He lied and cheated. They'll be like, just write it down in the report. Suck it. Doesn't matter. Yeah, does not matter. It's true. You could have somebody who just really just bugs you for years, and you can't do a goddamn thing about it unless it's self defense. Now there is the battered woman defense. That is a common, uh, becoming more common. Are you familiar with this? Is a woman yeah. takes abuse for a number of years, and then the, she's finally fed up, and it's sort of uh, praised the, the and encouraged. Bed, and, yeah. The burning bed with Farrah Fawcett. I do. I remember that movie. That kind of brings everything together, doesn't it? It does, and there was bar- <laughs> it brings together Farrah Fawcett and a burning. It was oh, you know what? Because well, she was being abused, and so she lit the yeah. guy on fire. Lit the guy on fucking fire, out of abuse. And I think, did she get off, the woman? I mean, was yeah, it? Yeah. I think. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Well, here's the other thing. Barbara Sheehan, out in Queens, her husband was an ex-cop. And so when he, you know, was shaving one day, she grabbed his gun and shot him. And, yeah, and he died. I mean, she fucking made sure he was dead. And then, after he was dead, she gets to say, well, listen, here's the problem with this guy. And the, all yeah. this abuse was going on. I can get my coworkers to co-sign this. I had a bruise one time. Right. The kids are going to co-sign it. There's two adult adult kids, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, sure." You know, uh, they, well, they mean, don't want her to be locked up and lose oh, both right. parents. You yeah. know, 
So, like, what's the point of that? So, I mean, it's a big tragedy, and they're just trying to keep their mom out of jail. I don't know if it's true or not, but the thing is, you only get one side of the argument after that. She said that he was into baby, like, being a baby, and he liked to lay around in a diaper. and Not illegal. Not illegal. No. He liked to go to prostitutes, transsexual prostitutes. She said, she just, I, I don't know how much of this is true. I have a way for us to test. Okay. Um, I see on your shelf over there you have a very large bottle of lighter fuel. Yes, I do, yeah. Let me, all right, let me okay. douse me with it. All right, let me, okay. I'll, I'll, here we go. Okay. And I'm just pouring a little on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, empty the whole thing. Okay, all right, all right. Oh, that smells bad. Yeah. Okay, now light me on fire. Okay, here's a match. I'll just light this match. And then that will kind of tell. Actually, I'm going to, yeah, so I'll toss it. You want to, okay. The carpet's a little bit yeah, flammable. Yeah, stand but, over yeah. there. Okay. Here goes nothing. It went out. You got to do it again. <laughs> Get closer. Just put it right okay, on. Okay, you're there. right. You're right. You know what? I'm going to toss the Zippo. because, yeah. And you just catch it. Yeah. I'm going to light it. Okay. Okay. You just catch it. Got it. Oh, my ow, God. You're on ow, fire. Pat, this is terrible. Ow, uh, ow, my whole... Yeah. Now, another... Uh, you're going to love this story. A new, Tell me. A New Jersey husband, he returned home to find his wife and her mechanic lover... Which I think a mechanical a, lover, a like mechanic. One of those, well, he's a mechanic. Like I was thinking. Well, I was thinking is a mechanic lover. Maybe he's like just you know, sort of a lover that you say this guy is a mechanic. He's a machine. This guy is actually a mechanic. Oh, so he was a love machine. He was a love machine, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and 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 he found him dead of carbon monoxide poisoning. Wow. Uh, Holly Johnson discovered the bodies inside a running car just before nine p.m. After smelling a strong odor coming from the garage and going to investigate. Now, that wasn't the carbon monoxide, obviously. That was the gas and shit, I guess. Uh, 41-year-old Tamika Hargrave and the 56-year-old uh, mechanist had been uh, reportedly making whoopee just before the two passed out and died. Uh, Hargrave had been using sex as payment for auto repairs. Wow. Now, that's a good wife. You know, a lot of women, you can't even get them to change the oil every 10,000 miles. This woman's handling the repairs and even paying for it all herself. Apparently, women just need the right incentive, you know? I, that's a good mechanic. Yeah, yeah, that's a good mechanic. I mean, you know, pussy, what it is is pussy is a strong currency. You know, with cash, you get a mechanic, but for pussy, you get a house call. You think she'd ever just get a little lonely and, like, just pour sugar in the gas tank? You know? <laughs> sure, unscrew the distributor cap. Yeah. Uh, flatten the tires. <laughs> but the husband's like, damn, what is with this fucking car? Like, just turn the... Um Turn the hazard lights on and be like, I can't find this. I don't know. The battery just keeps running down. How did she get away with it? If a mechanic is coming over to work on the car to your home, red flag. And if a mechanic, if he's coming over to your house to work on your car and your bank account isn't going down by five or six hundred dollars, and you are really, I know, seriously, you you should really notice that. Uh, now. I don't know. Adultery is such a fun... This is such a fun situation because it's just like... Uh, I mean, the guy coming home and setting his wife on fire is one thing. That's yeah. like instant... You know, Instant retribution. Instant retribution. Instant raining down of, of hell. And, and yeah. this is like... You know, they're dead. And it was probably a very peaceful death because carbon monoxide... People actually die like this on purpose, you know? More mm -hmm. so, I think, than they set themselves on fire. They will just turn, you know, sit in a car, and I, they don't do it as much anymore, but this must be an older car because they don't. the emissions are not what they once were. Uh, I think they're still bad enough that if you're in a closed room... Yeah, it's got to be closed. In a garage. Yeah, and if you're out of breath anyway. You know, and the thing is, is she was probably like, yeah, let, let, let's fuck, but I want to listen to some tunes. 
So she just turned on the radio, and he's like, no, no, you're going to drain the battery. You have to turn the car on. Yeah. And I'll pump the accelerator every so often to keep the alternator, like, you know, going so um Right, to make sure the radio keeps playing nice and loud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's humiliating to the husband, obviously, but it's especially humiliating considering what he did for a living. He was a mechanic. No. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's an excellent use of the woman's vagina, though. In fact, she doesn't. She doesn't even call it a vagina. She calls it a pay gap. (laughs) We know there's no pay gap in this country, right? Uh, If you say so, there's none. Very little. Now, I will say this story is a good illustration of why there should be, because women have an easily accessible, virtually virtually limitless earning potential. Right there. Yeah. Which they didn't work for. That's they're, true. They're born with money between their legs. That's true. It's, and it's like an ATM. And that's... it's in... Yeah, exactly. It's an easy reach of the President of the United States. Now, if you... You know, you can use it a lot of different ways. If you've got a laptop, you can make a living. Even get rich just off looking pussy. Yeah. You ever see those things? You know, there's women that have webcams, webcams and you just get to look at it. You don't even get to touch it. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much money they make, though. They make a lot of money. Some of them do. If they're, you know, they, the, the fact that they're making money at all, <laughs> just on, like, I, I could put my dick up online. And you and wouldn't make a dime. I would, never make, <laughs> I would never make any money. If I would, yeah. and it would be, I don't know if I could do it for guys, though. You know what I mean? And I figure well, that's more think? of a... you think there's a lot of women who are going to... That's it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, you can't be too picky, I guess, if they're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, it's it's truly a unique kind of currency too because you can spend it and it's still yours. You keep it; it's infinite. Yeah, no, it's true, um, and it's accepted the world over. That's true. You spend it, you still got it. Yeah, and 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 the value may fluctuate on where you are, but so does the dollar. You know, the, well, the, val- the value also fluctuate. Uh, on like, there's a time value. Uh-huh. Uh, quotient, like you know, the longer the longer it, you get to spend time with the with the pussy, the the more you spend. Well, yes, but the like the 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 time horizon. Oh, there's uh, a lot of variables, I guess. Yeah, like as a woman like ages, the uh-huh. value kind of. Uh, well, does it though? Down. Does it? There's, there's a lot of fetish people now. Pussy, uh, like I said, it's it's not only strong currency; it's also one of our most Precious and abundant natural resources. Well, that's for certain. Arguably, arguably the most precious and abundant. There's like three and a half billion of them, and there's more being created every day. But uh, and well, they create they create themselves. That's true. That's true. They're self-replicating. But there is a lot of coal. There is an awful lot of coal. I'm going to be the one who says it though. Pussy is better than coal. Uh... I mean, they each have their pros and cons. You can't. You can run like a steamship on coal. Yeah, you sure can. You cannot run a, a steamship on pussy. You can generate lots of electricity. You certainly can, and pussy does not generate electricity. You can fuck a pussy. <laughs> you can fuck pussy, and it's a con for coal because you cannot fuck coal. That's true. Not after tapas and dancing at swankies. Not on the first date. Not on the third date. Not before you're engaged or after you're married. Bring your olive oil voice and your guinea charm. <laughs> but Charlie, don't surf. And coal, don't fuck. Now, uh, kind of a con for pussy, too. It's prized and traded in various ways everywhere, but it only serves two distinct functions, really. Hmm. Which I've already mentioned. Now, coal is, ver- like you said, it's versatile. You can create energy. And what you about it? Th- you can give it to bad children at Christmas time? Yes. 
That's a, that's sort of a, a major purpose of it. That's one of the major uses of coal. In fact, if we don't stop doing that, we're going to deplete our coal supply. Uh, they, say, they say even the Marcellus Shale only, only contains um, 300 years' worth of Christmas presents for naughty children. Yeah, so think about that. Next time your kid is a little bit naughty, maybe consider, you know... Just a rock that looks like a charcoal brickette or something. Right. I don't know. But something shitty, of course. Now, uh, well, how about this now? Could you, could you like, now, coal, I assume, we, I think we think of it in brickettes and shit, right? That's, like, processed. Well, that's charcoal. Well, like, yeah, but coal, like, when they're, like, haul, when they're hauling it out in little carts. Yeah. It's, isn't it in, like, little pieces? I mean, it could be. Like, you can't fuck coal, right? Right. But you could, but you could like carve a dong out of it and it won't <laughs> and she could have a like a coal dildo like lignite yes <laughs> that's exactly do you know the difference between coal and charcoal uh you know what i not not as such i don't i know there is a major difference <laughs> <laughs> well can't. charcoal is like wood that's been exposed to very high heat would and... you like to have a banjo playing under this right now <laughs> And then a lot of the, the moisture, I guess, leaches out of it and um, mm-hmm. various different, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, you're calling up Kingsford saying, come and get this shit. <laughs> hey, though, you know what we ought to do on the show now? I, we, I think that it would be a very, because, you know, we've we've sort of played around with the idea of it becoming like a jazz review show. And I think that they were yeah. both into jazz so deeply. Heavy. So, like, why not turn it into like half jazz review and then half um, sort of debate uh, debate about the environment, you know, and like whether or not uh, this, the CO2 is a thing and the, yeah. t- the temperatures. Because, you know, I was reading a, uh, a thread today on Twitter about this, about all this, you know, and, and they will talk forever about it. I thought, this they is what people it. are interested in, you know. They, they really. So we'll, we're going to give that some thought. Great, great. Hey, I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, here's another con for pussy. Uh, and it might be the most con of the cons is the nature of its means of survival. Because in order to survive, uh, pussy attaches itself to a host organism, which is often hostile and, or otherwise unpleasant. Uh, I think you know what I mean. It's not technically a parasitic organism. I mean, the pussy and the host, they share like a mutualistic relationship. Yep. Uh, the host provides the favorable conditions for life, yes. cleaning, grooming, uh, any medical necessities. You know, it's taken care of completely. But uh, in exchange, then the host organism reaps innumerable benefits throughout, throughout its lifetime relationship with the pussy and will enjoy, for instance, like a, a higher status, which results in like free drinks, free food, free admission, cutting the line, free clothing, preferential treatment, preferential hiring in most workplaces, preferential admittance to universities, light duty, general forgiveness, uh, baby leave, uh, uh, forgiveness for weakness, uh, general forgiveness for aggressiveness, mm. the battered woman defense, Benefit of the doubt, final approval on decisions of childbirth, and having it both ways. They, there's so many things that, yeah. that, that that the host organism gets to enjoy because of its uh, relationship. You're right. You're right. With the pussy, uh, it's not, and that doesn't apply to coal. Coal's also two or three hundred feet beneath the surface sometimes. Yeah. So you're digging, you're climbing down. One oh, one fuck. doesn't dig for pussy. Stripping off um, whole layers of the earth sometimes. Yeah, and like. Leveling mountains, table, yeah. table topping them, and pussy doesn't affect the environment when you when you mine it. Uh, 
but you don't really mine it. And contrary to legend, there's no, there are no pussy mines. But dating back from the Stone Age, I think this is probably how it got started. Pussy was often captured using a trapping pit, like a Burmese tiger pit. That's smart. Yeah, it was used to hunt wild pussy. That's a smart idea. The way I see it, the trick to setting up a trapping pit, you want to dig the hole just the right depth, right? So you, because you want to keep the wild pussy in there, but you don't want it to fall so far that it becomes injured or disoriented or yeah. concussed. Just like six feet. Yeah, that should do it. And uh, they're not except in designated areas. You can't have one of those now. But I assume they could. They they might make an exemption sometimes because you know in a diverse, like balanced ecosystem. It sometimes doesn't take much to throw it all out of whack. So if you've got yeah. too many wild vaginas running around, or like an invasive species, native, uh, there's there, there's one, there was one, and uh, it was native to the lakes of southern Russia and Ukraine, and it's, it's been found in the Great Lakes now and in the Hudson, many other waterways and lakes in the U.S. It's the zebra mussel. Are you familiar? Yeah. I didn't know about this. They rapidly colonize areas. They become the dominant filtration organism, thinning or wiping out native species of mussels, eliminating plankton, plankton that fish like to eat. That's. A, I went on a date with a woman. She was so fat. Took her to a restaurant. She ordered plankton. <laughs> Fried. That's a good one. Well, um, I don't remember whose joke that is that I just stole, but it's not mine. Now, those things are really creepy looking. Plankton? No, uh... Zebra mussels. Oh. Zebra mussels are like they cluster together, and they're about the size of a vagina, a wild vagina. Really? Yeah. They are. I mean, can I mean, people this, eat them? They can, except they're, there's, they're loaded. They're, they're really efficient filters, so they're loaded oh, with loaded detritus. Shit. Yeah, just horrible. And you get sick. And, and, and in fact, uh, they get the blame for like 10,000 birds dying over Lake Michigan, you know, over oh. the years because it's some kind of a botulism or something that they that they hatched but they don't have any enemies in the north american water they thrive and they, they you know what else they do they clog up these these pipes hmm. for like water filtration places and shit like that and uh they they really fuck everything up they don't bring anything to the party so you don't want the vaginas getting out of control is what i'm saying for more um, information contact the 100th uh you know uh, meridian initiative it's an organization established to stop the westward westward spread of zebra mussels oh to keep it East of the 100th Meridian? I guess that's why it's called that. But I don't know if they're going to be able... I think it's already past that. You can't close the barn door on the zebra mussel. No, the zebra... And, and it's so funny because, you know, it's just a stationary thing. All it does is latch on to something hard and stick there, you know, and then grow and, and be a nuisance. That's rough. A woman's pussy. It's, it, it starts to sound like a nasty word after a while, doesn't it? What, pussy? Pussy. A woman's cunt... <laughs> and, and specifically, you know, women have three cunts, the regular cunt, the back cunt, the mouth cunt, and I'm talking about the front cunt. If her cunt is questionable, now you don't really do it like a coal mine. You don't need a pickaxe. No. But you might consider releasing a canary just yeah. <laughs> up in there. Sure, see what happens. Yeah, get, it requires a lot of equipment to do that. So listen, forget all that, because now it's don't. time to update. We've been talking about... Uh, jazz a lot here. Oh, God, I, I love jazz. Listen to those old Chet Baker songs, <laughs> man. <laughs> Jazzy jazz. Yeah, you're kind of like, you're into more of that, like, sort of a bebop sound, you know? And I'm, I'm a, I like more of an experimental Miles Davis, kind <laughs> okay. of like around 1972, yeah. a lot of jingle bells on it and stuff. Just where all the songs sound the same. That's what I like. Yeah. Or, or Nat Coleman, you know, there's sure. like four songs playing at the same time. Definitely. That's a genius. But, uh, now, uh, our one and only topic really here is New York City crime, but I think I speak for you, Seth, when I say sometimes what we would really like to do is discuss hip-hop. Oh, 
I love so, hip hop. It's always a special treat when the two subjects cross over like every other day. Yeah. It's also rare. We have an opportunity to talk about absolute, an absolute success story of the criminal justice system. I think yeah. that's what we have here. Uh, uh, this is a, a quick sample lyric from the rapper we're talking about today. See if you can guess. Dick up in the pussy. I bet that shit gushy gushy. She want the whole gang bussin' all up in her pussy. I want the drip drip while I get my dick licked. Little sick bitch licking on my dick tip. She a freak, ho, fucker. She on beast mode. Arch your back. Put your hands on your knees, ho. I'm on beast mode. Shoot you through your peephole. Said he wants smoke. I don't really see it, though. That is... Six nine. That's right. That's right. It's... it's uh, is that Takashi 6ix9ine? Takashi 6ix9ine, yeah. yeah he's, he, he's a really talented guy. He's very talented, and he's very successful at a very young... You know, age and a very early part of his career. Yeah, what is he, like 19? 22. He was okay. born in 1996. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, described as a facially tattooed rapper, but there's he is. there's so much more to him than that, though. Sure, sure. Like his rainbow grill. Oh, yeah, the rainbow diamond teeth. 150 oh. grand they cost. That's beautiful. I mean, that's money well spent. Oh, sure. Because that's very distinctive. And he's very popular, like, in Bosnia. Well, I mean... To be full disclosure, we were also really big in Bosnia, so that's true. Uh, he has numbers uh, in his name right along with the letters. That's one that's thing. That's clever. And uh, he was either born in Bushwick or Bedlam Crimescent in Violent Brooklyn. Okay. His real name's Daniel Hernandez. Yeah. Expelled from the eighth grade, he never returned to school. Mm. After his father was murdered in 2009, he sold weed to help his moms. Mm. And beginning in 2014. He loves his moms. 6 9 began releasing a steady stream of songs. Now, last March, his commercial debut single, Gummo, was certified platinum just two months before. Have you heard Gummo? What? Why did you... Yes, I have heard Gummo. Have you heard it? Uh, I tried listening to it. It seemed kind of like shit, but... Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, uh, Grandmaster Flash, it ain't, you know, um... Maybe the first the first line was uh, my name is six nine and I'm here to say <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, it's it's a diff- it, you know what his flow is all his own he's created that as it's he's a self created uh, original mm-hmm. artist he 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 has uh, broken from hip hop conventions he's he's widely respected in the in the community it seems and he? Uh, okay I mean you know it seems like I it. thought it was interesting that um, a couple of years ago he kind of got he ran into some trouble because oh, didn't he though yes he and a friend of his were having sex with a 13 year old well or? in a video i mean you know they were just acting it out didn't sound like they were acting it out well it, it, it's it, they were it's obviously they're videoing it for for like a rap video oh um, is that what it was yes i think oh, so I thought it was like a sex tape this was in october 2015 he pled guilty to one felony count of use of a child in a sexual performance See, it's a performance okay well to me that sounds like the sort of thing that could send you to prison it, but. It, it seems to me as if he got off really easy on this he had uh, three counts of the of the offense after a february 2015 incident where he had sexual contact with a 13 year old girl and later distributed videos of the incident online so he's a child Child pornographer, right? Basically, I mean, like that's that's the way it seems to me. Uh, and then, didn't he do something else recently that got him into a lot of trouble? Yeah, he's. He, it's funny because, like, once you get a break like this, because, like, just to describe what happened, so you know, uh, the 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 videos are described in the criminal complaint against Hernandez. In the first video, the child engages in oral sexual intercourse uh, with the separately charged defendant, uh, Taquan Anderson. 
Yeah. And while the, while the defendant, Daniel Hernandez, stands behind the child making a... Th- he stands behind the child making a thrusting motion with his pelvis and smacking her on the buttocks. The child is nude in the video. Now, the other videos show the child sitting on the lap of Fernandez while her breasts are groped by Anderson. So this is all very, very illegal. And, and later sitting naked across the laps of Anderson and Hernandez. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if it's just for a video. No, it's it's like just shooting something doesn't make it a, a legal thing, obviously. Right. It's like, like it, every child pornographer could say, It oh, makes it worse, well, actually, doesn't uh, it? We weren't. We were yes. I was having sex with the little girl, but it was. Look, it was I, our, I was filming. It's it. an artistic <laughs> thing, man. Come on. I mean, yeah, like uh, I don't think that works. It's sort of like how you can smoke on stage, even in New York City or California, because you're true. in the theater. But uh, I, you can't try that out as a comedian. I did light a cigarette one time when it was uh, after it was illegal in, in L.A. and everybody lost their shit. It was at the El Rey Theater. Everybody got really upset. I was just like, I don't know what the, what's the big fucking deal. Back yeah, Johnny could, Carson does it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my role model. That's what you should say. Look, Johnny Carson does it. it, it in, in a 2017 interview, Hernandez claimed to have uh, no sexual contact with a girl. He denied knowing that she was a minor. And he, and he also claimed to be 17 at the time, although the birthday listed in the complaint against him in the statement to the police it shows he was 18 at the time. So was he able to pull a fast one like that? I mean, how the hell is that? I, you know, I mean, like, what are they like? Okay, well, it says different here, but. Uh, we'll take your word for it. Look, you look like a pretty nice guy. Yeah. Which he doesn't. Under his, <laughs> under his plea deal, <laughs> Hernandez must obtain his GED, refrain from posting sexually explicit or violent images of children, uh, of women or children, to social media. That's that's pretty tough, right there, to do. I know. Just, just you need to refrain from. I mean, did you? Do how you, do you make yourself? I mean, you. I mean, yeah. do you have your GED? No, I didn't get my GED. I didn't either. I didn't. I, I, and I have not refrained from posting sexually explicit or violent images of of women or children on social media because yeah, I. I don't have to. I have not been busted doing this thing. No. And uh, it also said not commit another crime for two years, among other injunctions. So, okay, if met the plea deal, it would give him three years three years probation for this crime with a 13-year-old girl. Very surprising to me. Uh, and then he could face up to three years in prison if he fucks up. Well, he did fuck up. Yeah, he sure did. He failed his GED test for one thing. <laughs> But he dropped out, you know. He's yeah. also been in jail. He's served jail time as a minor for assault and the sale of heroin uh, prior to a sexual, uh, you know, misconduct charge. He also assaulted a cop in violent Brooklyn in May. He also choked a 16-year-old fan in Houston. Yeah. Well, that's what he was picked and up for. And then he, 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 he choked her, and then he was supposed Him. to, choked his fan, and then he was supposed to attend, like, court hearing and he skipped and it he skipped it and he's like well it was a misdemeanor yeah he went on a, on a european tour is what happened he uh he, he really fucked that up because uh he gets back and he faces charges in texas he's been accused of choking fan and uh he picked up on arrival at jfk wednesday morning by thursday he appeared uh, in the courtroom of justice ann scherzer and uh he was pretty contrite he told her i've been very remorseful for my lack of responsibility in the short term, I've been incarcerated. In the short time I've been incarcerated, I've learned my lesson to be more respectful. Yeah, he didn't look too happy, actually. Yeah, according to the newspaper here, the New York Post, he looked terrified about uh, at the prospect of a return to the slammer. He said, I was not very responsible, knowing it was that serious of a warrant for a misdemeanor. And Scherzer shot back sternly, even though you think it's just a, even though you just think it's a misdemeanor, it's a crime. 
Then she refused to release him on bail. Fuck. Yeah, he wouldn't let him go. And his his uh, six nine's attorney had argued Wednesday that his client will be in great danger because of his fame if he's incarcerated. And for a minute, it looked like he was going to be locked up until his extradition back to Texas on the 20th. But God bless. Friday the 13th was a lucky day for 69, as Judge Scherzer relented and let him out on 150 grand bail, paid for by his manager and our friend, Michelle Eskenazi's Empire Bail Bonds, the largest bail bond oh, company in the city. That's nice. Operating in all five boroughs. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure Michelle was very happy to do that. She'll, uh, she, she likes to bail. She likes to be a bail bondsman. You, you know something interesting? Let me just point out that... Mm-hmm. Um, Every month that has a Friday the 13th mm-hmm. begins on a Sunday. I didn't know that. Isn't that... Like- I guess it stands to reason, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think of this guy? I mean... Uh, I think he's an asshole. He's, I guess that's about right. Well, listen, I teased a story last week uh, that we didn't quite get to, and i like to let you know what's coming up now. We uh, go out to uh, Suffolk County here, away from Brooklyn, away from... Queens. From from Alexis, uh, I mean, not Alexis, uh, what's the name? Fucking Natasha, Natasha 69. Natasha 69. Zenith 2000. A very distant point in Suffolk County. Yeah. And, and a very different sort of place. By comparison, uh, you know, yeah. the population density is a lot, lot less out there. Yeah. Uh, now here, it's 72,033 people per square mile. In this room? In this room right now. And now there's a lot of people living. Yeah, do you like the yoga pants? I sit on my stoop. I watch these women walk by. And, and sometimes I, now it's not only just yoga pants that women are, like, pulling way up into their, like, slit. Mm. It's like I, I saw this girl today, and she had just regular shorts on, and they were so tight that you could see the bulge of her pussy lips on either side. Mm. Isn't that great? <clears throat> just love seeing it. Well, here's what happened now. This Long Island... Obstetrician, he allegedly used forceps to aggressively deliver a woman's baby so aggressively that he internally severed the infant's head from his spine. Huh? Have you ever heard of such a thing since last Wednesday? Um, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> well, like that, um, sounds, well, I think abortionists do stuff like that. Do they? They just yank it out with forceps? Like, or I thought they had like a, like a flushing thing or something. Well, if it's a partial birth abortion. Oh, okay. Well, I don't, see, I'm not really aware of all the different kinds of abortions. Now they, get, they harvest the organs and shit like that? Well, uh, Kermit Gosling, what was, that, what was that guy's name? The one out in Philadelphia who had that like ghastly abortion mill where he would just like leave dead babies all over the place. Jesus Christ. Wasn't aware. Kermit. Uh, so, so that sounds pretty bad. Yeah, I think and, and partial it, birth abortion, they kind of pull it out and then they take a pair of scissors and cut the sp- like cut, stick it like in the back of the neck and then ouch. cut the spine. Isn't that just like birth, just like regular birth? Yeah. Well, and then they like, except they, kill they, they, they just conk it on the head with like a fucking, they, they, they kill it when it comes out. You know that it's actually, uh, according to uh, Roe versus Wade, they could actually have abortion. There's no. Limitation on where abortion can go statewide. I mean, if you can pass it in your state, you could have abortion up to the last day. You could. Is, is that what they say? Well, because Roe versus Wade doesn't have those guidelines in it. The, I thought Roe versus Wade says like it's okay for the first. No, it doesn't have that in there. I mean, I, it, it might be said as a guideline or something, but it is not a law. It's not. Jeez. It's not. It's not limited. It's sweet. Here's the thing. By the way, can I just um, add um, in what um, yeah. Andrew Cuomo Please. said the other day, yes. our governor? Yeah, he said he's also an abortion. He said that um, if the Supreme Court 
tries to overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah. He's prepared to sue. Oh, wow. That's going to work. I didn't uh, know you could do that. You sue, could just you sue, the sue the Supreme Court. Yeah. yeah the Supreme, Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think people were saying, well, I don't know how. Yeah. What is the process for that? Yeah, uh, Cuomo just really trusts in the in the dumbassedness of the whole state and he country. Just says he just anything. Yeah, he just figures, like, I'm going to say this, and you'll either be so stupid you believe it, or you'll just go, that guy's kind of stupid, but his heart's in the right place. Something That's what like I think. Of, yeah. But uh, you know what? The, the, the Supreme Court uh, and uh, abortion, If I wish that they would make a rule like this. If a woman gets an abortion, you know, it's her choice, right? Yep. Now, what if she wants to have the baby and you don't? Do you you don't get a say? Nope. It's all up to her. You had your say when you shot your jizz into her. Even if you shoot your jizz into a condom, take the condom off and throw it away, she retrieves it and puts the sperm in her. You're still liable for um, taking care of the baby. Uh, of course, it's your sperm. I mean, they're going to test that. You did fuck her. Yep. You fucked her. So. You got to pay the price, which is the rest of your life. I think if a woman wants to have the baby and you don't, and you're just like, I don't want to have the baby. If you want to have that baby, you have to sign a paper releasing that guy of responsibility. Well, it doesn't I don't work see. That way. I don't this is see not why you not. And the woman, it's between you and the state. So what? That's why the state should intervene. Look, I mean, why? What? Did, what good does me being broke forever? I'll say, look, I'll relinquish all parental, you know, uh, yeah. you know, rights. Sure. I mean, I got, you have kids, and I've, I know I've brought this up before, but I just can't. I, it just seems as if now, and you love your children. I know you know you're, you're a great dad, but to me, I just the moment's like a pregnancy, and it's not going well or whatever. If I, you're not caught up in a situation like that, but I just be like, you know what? I'll fucking just even if I was married to her and we got divorced, and the kids are like nine, I'd still be like, all right, it's been good knowing you, yeah. But uh, your mom, whatever, and me, so bye. And I, and I would say goodbye. I wouldn't be like abandoning them. You're I'd be a good like, man, Pat. Look, I want to remove my <laughs> fucking horse. If, if, if I'm not good enough for the wife, I'm not good enough for the kids. Wow. That's the way I feel about no, it. No, you may, You know what? I, not, I mean it when I say you're a good man. Because <laughs> well, you're is, like honest. It's a horrible case here uh, of uh, just comical. Uh, what you would call malpractice, I guess. I mean, like, uh, this 23-year-old Megan Sternwise intended to deliver the baby at home. It was too painful, so in a last-minute decision, she went to Southampton Hospital in labor. Uh, and now Southampton Hospital, uh, in, that's in labor, Long Island. Uh, obviously, that's not true. Uh, it has a Yelp, you know what I mean? Mm. You know, some of these reviews... Um, they uh, they they kind of lay it out that this hospital leaves uh, a few things to be desired here. Okay. This rating is good. The wonderful staff are in aids at the hospital. It was for the doc who I am still waiting for. GI now at three twenty p.m. I would give him zero stars. I came in last night because the walk in wouldn't give me medicine for a repeat bit of abdominal pain, diverticulitis, and in the post uh, I would see uh, my dick get medication. It, no, it, it's what he said. In the post, I would see my dick get medication, and it would clear up in a couple of days. I think what he's trying to say is, in the past, I would see my doc. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we, we don't have to read this Yelp review, do we? Oh, I, I was going to read all of the Yelp reviews. I mean, <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 the, no. I, I find that you don't find that to be funny. In in the in the post, I would see my dick. It's uh, okay. It's it's a misspelling, but it's a curious one. All right, okay, fine. We'll move on. But okay, so this woman, uh, she's from Shirley, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Megan, the Shirley woman, told the Post that the hospital had set up a table of what looked like medieval torture devices, 
which are, I guess, when you're having a baby, you need shit like that. Yep. Enter Dr. Pedro Sagara, who I imagine to be a very comical 60-year-old medic uh, who was wielding forceps. And uh, Megan's mother said, wait, you know, what, what are the risks of using those things? And he says, uh, virtually nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like with big, thick glasses, you know, and just like yeah. a real, like, like a lighthearted sort of guy. But the doctor put forceps around the baby's head. Now, I'm quoting from the post. So it's the exact words. Uh, the doctor put forceps around the baby's head and yanked, dragging Sternweiss, who was holding on to the bars of her hospital bed, all the way down to the edge, court papers allege. Then he pulled the forceps that he had around the fetus's head, lifting Sternwise off the bed by the forceps around the fetus's head and shook her vigorously until the baby was delivered at 2.56 a.m. Baby was limp and blue and never cried. It's a boy, oh, said what, Dr. Sagara. What a good baby. <laughs> what a good baby. He was blue. Uh, internally decapitated baby was whisked away. Now, for the Shirley woman, Megan, she suffered disruption, dislocation, tearing, and lacerations of her internal organs and structures. That's kind of the way I leave them when I'm and done. And her baby's dead. Well, that too. Yeah, she's got a, undoubtedly a little emotional trauma besides it, but she's in constant pain. Uh, she's going to require reconstructive surgery. Um, They're going to sue that hospital. That's what's for happening. A lot this is a suit, you know? I mean, I, they, she certainly deserves a lot of money. According to a June article, see, the, the use of forceps was on the decline for decades, right? But then recent concerns about C-sections led to a surge. And then the Canadian Medical Association Journal, they were like, well, hey, uh, use of forceps on first-time mothers, you know, there's a, there's a pretty big risk of, uh, you know, be having a fucked-up situation. I'm uh, paraphrasing. Now, there's one guy, a doctor, he weighs in on the forceps thing, and um, he's not connected to the case at all. He said this, his name is uh, Dr. Stephen Goldstein. This is very sad, but this is not necessarily indicative of the way that, that forceps can and should be used. I hope for, not. Yeah, I, I think the problem isn't really the forceps. I think is maybe if you're having a baby, you should go to a doctor who isn't a big fan of the Marx Brothers comedies. You know, you know what um, Samuel Beckett said? Um, yes. In Waiting for Godot? He says, woman gives birth astride an open grave. Yeah. Down and down. Never was that more true than in this story. Down in the hole, the grave digger lingeringly puts on the forceps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, a pretty weird fucking. Uh, yeah, so if that was enjoyable to you, then uh, you should keep listening always to New York City Crime Report. We had a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a live show now last Wednesday. That was wonderful. It was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. There was one woman there. I wonder if they subscribed because then she might be listening to this right now as we discuss her. With her boobs hanging out? Who else could I be talking about but the woman whose dress buttoned up the front but it, none of the buttons were buttoned. It wasn't buttoned. There was no buttons. There was, was no buttons. A, it was just made like that. Yeah. Maybe but, a lot of women would wear something under it, like a bra or like a, <laughs> yeah, or maybe a, a, a shirt. wife beater, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like, like anything. Yeah, just, it, it was, she was remarkable. She was naked. It was It was one of the best things I've ever seen. Oh, I, I kind of thought that that was just par for the course for stand-up comedy, no? Well. That's not, you don't usually no. have women just like flashing their boobs at you while you're on stage. Oh, sure, but they don't come naked like that. It's like you have to get them all worked up first, which I'm expert at. Uh, what I do is I point to the back of the showroom, you know, like I say, hey, is that guy selling hot dogs? And then the, the husband will turn around, you know, and then I just fucking kind of oh, grab nice. my kind of grab my cock and wink That's at so the lady. smart. Yeah, and it works way more often than, than you might think. Uh, hey, can I read a story that I wrote? Oh, my God. Wait, what do you mean you wrote? It's in the New York Post. It just came out. Oh, yeah. Just came out, like, right when we started the show. Oh, that's great. Yeah, this is in the New York Post for uh, Sunday. For Monday. 
It's in Monday's post, but it's been po- it's um. I'll be goddamn Monday. Uh, the uh, and it's thirteenth. No, it's Monday the sixteenth. And this actually pertains to crime. Man, now this is kind of a dream come true. Now, people have been listening to the show for a while. You know, the New York Post has been such an important part of the show. The New York Post paper of record of life. Yeah, I buy it every day. I have I have probably twenty five copies laying around right here that I thumb through and and take notes on. And uh, you know, like to 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 actually be sitting here doing the crime report with a guy who, frankly, pretty routinely has articles in the New York Post. Sure, this is it's it's really a treat. Pretty, pretty much at will. <laughs> yes, at will. I mean, they've turned down like a couple things I've written, but pretty much if I send them something, they print it. Yeah. That's uh, right, that's so, it's, it's it's really remarkable. So let me let me let me take over here, and you you, yeah. you kind of I'm gonna um, kick back. Yeah, but chime in. Oh yeah. All right. The title the title of the piece is "If Ridership Is Down, Why Are the Subways Still Crowded?" Hmm. So here's how I start off. By Seth Barron. By Seth. By me. <laughs> you may not have noticed all the extra seats or elbow room on your local commute. <laughs> But according to the MTA, bus and subway ridership is down substantially. After climbing to record highs since 2009, the number of strap hangers leveled off and started to decline in 2016. Strange. Right. Uh, Bus and subway fare box revenue, you know, the money that they get from fares, is running nearly 6% lower than expected through April. And compared to 2017, subway ridership uh, for April was down 1.7%. Why that's so weird? Because I haven't really noticed a lot of extra room on the train. Okay, so, but, and at the same time that ridership on the subways is so down, the city's population is at an all-time high of 8.6 million. Good Lord, they must have all driven here. Employment is at a high of 4.4 million jobs, and the city had about 63 million tourists last year. My goodness, so you're telling me there's a lot of people who are going to work yeah. Somehow. So how does it make sense that fewer people are taking public transit, especially when the MTA blames the increasing number of delays on overcrowding? Yeah. Uh, so this sounds like what Yogi Berra said about a restaurant. Uh, nobody ever goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Uh, yes. The MTA has said, oh, yeah, well, people aren't taking the train so much because it's so crowded. It's unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> So they took out some seats, actually. That was a big help. So, um, okay, there's some experts have said that, well, okay, there's there's e-hail. There's, like, Lyft and Uber. People are taking that. Or maybe they're they're taking the bike more. They're biking. Right. In Williamsburg, they're taking unicycles around. Yeah, they're changing unicycles around. And, you know, okay, so there has been more Lyft and Uber, and there have been more people taking bikes. But, but it, isn't it, that's what caused the 40% drop in cab service, yellow cabs, or, or that's that's taking it out of that. Right. But here's my explanation. Uh, and this is something that nobody's really thought about or mentioned. So uh, one explanation for why official ridership numbers are down while the trains feel more crowded could be that some riders are riding for free under the radar of the MTA. Fair beating, jumping this turnstile, or more commonly walking through an open exit gate, is less punished, less stigmatized, and seemingly more common now than ever. It's basically encouraged. Fair beating is no longer restricted to youths, hustlers, or scammers leaping acrobatically over the turnstile. Now it's not uncommon to see whole families waiting patiently at emergency exits for someone to open the door, for them to troop smilingly through. Uh... 
you know, so this happens a lot. It does. And and you know what? It's, it's seeing less and less of the people on the other side of the site going, uh, can I get a swipe? Can I get a swipe? Yeah, yeah. A little bit less of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even before uh, the DAs announced last summer they would stop prosecuting these arrests, and before the NYPD changed its policy in February to arrest fewer turnstile jumpers, enforcement was down. Arrests in the transit system for theft of service were down about 30% between 2016 and 2017. Mm -hmm. And through May of this year, they're down 61%. See, that's where the crime has gone. Right. So if enforcement of fare evasion has dropped so sharply, it's reasonable to assume that not only are many habitual fare beaters just not getting caught, but that more people are doing it given the slimmer likelihood of being pinched. It, it seems like that has to be the case, right? Most people pay the fare because it's the law, and the potential penalty outweighs the benefit. But if the chance of getting caught, Pat, is increasingly slim, mm -hmm. the penalty is no longer grave, and the practice is more common and less stigmatized, then more people will start doing it. Why the fuck are we paying to go on the subway? Well, that's the thing, and here's the funny thing. Okay, the city may have just made matters worse by funding the new... Fair Fares program. You said that twice. It's just the Fares program, right? No, it's called the Fair because Fair is an F A I R. Oh, oh wow! Get the it? Fair they call fares. it the Fair Fares to make it more fair. Because yes. it's so unfair currently, I so guess. So this initiative will um, offer half-price transit fares to almost one million New Yorkers, like poor people. Mm. Uh, now I'm saying that. The name of this program sends a bad signal. Because if cutting the fare in half is fair, that means that paying the full fare is unfair. Well, only for the poorer. Yeah, but... We want to make it fair. But the city's telling New Yorkers that the fare is arbitrarily high and telling a certain percentage of the population that it's basically a ripoff and fair to ignore it. Considering they're the most underfunded agency I've ever heard of. I mean, this this uh, the MTA is, is like... Uh, they, they, their shit's falling apart. Yeah. And there's a lot of trains that don't yeah. have air these days. I've noticed that. Yeah. And people are more yeah. miserable than I've yeah. ever seen them yeah. riding on trains. I would say. But here's how I end. I say, but since there's no way to quantify how many people on your sardine can commute are free riders. Yeah. Yeah. Just take comfort in the MTA's monthly statistical reports. Yeah. Yeah. Which are high, obviously can be accurate. They're Trust not... them. Trust them. <laughs> Ridership is down. There's plenty of seats. And what seems like overcrowding is really a question of how you slice the data. Yes. And that's well, all I wrote. Very well put. That's what I wrote. And I think that, that that's going to be heavily shared. You know, you can't count on it in the way that you could. Now, all the trains I take, I'm going to be real. They're pretty good. Yeah. I am not waiting forever, and I'm, I must be using them during the right time of day. And, right. and uh, but and, and it does get excessive sometimes during those like peak hours, and you know you're you're all crowded in and miserable, and and uh, you know as the summer heats up and they got more of these non-air conditioned cars, there's going to be a lot of fucked up shit happening on the train. Oh, I, yeah. bet, you know? I mean, like these guys get out of. Uh, you know, some county lockup or some shit. They're really mad. They sure are. Well, so so what? what is the solution here to the subway problem? I, I, I guess it's to enforce the fare, for enforce starters. Enforce the law. Yeah, I mean, like... Enforce the fucking law. Enforce the fucking law. It's another one of these things. It affects minority communities, uh, you know, unfairly somehow. Like, well, uh, that's, the, that's the whole argument, is that arrests for fare beating are just of black and brown people. Yeah, uh, and, and I guess they... Enforce the now, fucking law. don't they say that um, now the people who, who are doing that, they're poor, right? 
and and most of the poor people in the city, uh, those populations are mostly black and brown people. Yeah. So it can't simultaneously be that and like racism on the part, like uh, you know, you like think? institutionalized racism. Also, I want to know: well, if they institute fair fares and give all them poor people half price fares, can we start arresting fare beaters again? It seems to me that would be the right thing to do. Right, because. If you can get in for free, you're poor. You're already getting in for free. Now, why would you go, well, you know what? Half price, that's reasonable. Yeah. Fuck that. I'll pay money where I could just get it for free. Yeah. Yeah, so that won't happen. No. It seems to me like that program is like they did this in the wrong order, legalizing fair beating, basically, and then saying half price. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We want to get you back in the paying way. Yeah. No, 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 no. You know that there's a, 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 a like a, a commission here, and I know you're aware of this. It's it's a, for human rights violations. Like like if you call yeah. somebody the wrong pronoun, and if you do it like uh, like intentionally failing to use an individual's preferred name, pronoun, or title, or refusing to allow individuals to use single sex facilities such as bathrooms or locker rooms, and participate in single sex programs consistent with their gender identity, for example, barring a transgender woman from a woman's restroom. If you do those things, you can get fined up to $250,000. That's good. It's the New York City Human Rights Commission, and that was new guidance. Uh, It's regarding gender identity and gender expression uh, protections in the city. Now, here's something I'm wondering now. They have a program here where if you're a woman, you can become an electrician for free. Okay. And it's... uh, something that Mandy was considering doing one time, you know, just like because she's kooky and weird. I'm like, well, her, sure. her and Ethel are going to go become fucking, you know... Uh, Working in chocolate we, factory. Exactly, and they're going to shock themselves to death. So, like, great, you know, fine. We're used to shit like that. Could you or me go in there and say, well, I, I'm a woman... You can't deny me this program. I'm going to become an electrician for free. What's to stop us? What's to stop us? I think that they would not allow that. I think they'd be like, you're just being an asshole. (laughs) I think that that's like They would say, well, have you been living as a woman? Look, how long... When I started is not of your concern. I happen to be gender fluid. I'm a gender bender. This is the way I identify. I don't need documentation. You don't have a right not to do this for me. I'm going to sue you for... I'm going to get $250,000 off of you because it's a fucking violation. Well, Pat, with a lot, as with a lot of these things, like in America, mm-hmm. you know, you don't... People are always like, oh, boy, uh, if it, there's affirmative action, how come more people don't just say they're black? Oddly enough, the honor system seems to pertain. Right. Exactly. So where are the asshole dudes who are willing to put this to the test? There just aren't. It, it, they don't exist. You know what? They, it's like they got better shit to do. Yeah. We should at least go to a ladies' night at a bar, you know, and say, we like our free drinks. Well, they get in trouble for having those. What do you mean? Ladies' nights. Do they? Yeah, there's always people suing about that. Never. In New York? That's a, just know. the kind of fucking thing. Oh, right. No, of course they don't get in trouble. We should do they that. Might. We should go. We don't. You don't have to wear dresses. You don't have to, like, dress up in any no, traditional. Just, just like, look, yeah, hey, man. I happen to be a, like, you might not find me attractive. You will call me Miss or Zer or <laughs> Z or whatever the fuck I say. And if you don't, it's going to cost you a lot of money. You know what my pronouns are? No. Um, I guess they're probably uh, him and <laughs> you, his. Me, you, me, they. You, me, they? Yeah. Yeah, those are... That's, that's pretty fucking no, progressive. It's I out there. I mean mine. So if you address me, you have to address me as I. 
I was using a possessive pronouns. I don't know. Look, there just aren't enough electrical fires in the city. Uh, and and uh, that, that it really applies more to... Uh, you know how many transgenders, by the way? Here's the numbers. Uh, there are uh, 25,200 estimated trans individuals, and they reported... In New York? In New York. Now... That's an estimate, of course. That, uh, it says experts estimate that roughly 25,200 transgender uh, and gender nonconforming people. That's a long thing to say. Transgender and gender nonconforming people call New York City home. According so to that's a, like hmm? one quarter of 1%. Yeah. According to a recent survey, uh, 75% of transgender or gender nonconforming New Yorkers reported harassment or mistreatment in the workplace. 20% were refused a home, 17% were refused medical care, and it's staggering, 53% were verbally harassed or disrespected in a place of public accommodation. But, uh, you know. Well, let me tell you something. This is That's little, bound to happen. Here, um, right now, um, my wife's cousin is staying with us for um, what seems I understand, to be a long right. time. <laughs> okay, now this is a, um, this girl is like 19. She is. Now, when she was like, you know, I've known her for a while, when she was a teenager, she was kind of like, you know, very polite. She's from England. She's very, she used to like, you know, make dinner and do things and be very, like when she was visiting. Yes. Well, in the last year or two, okay, first she became, you know, she came out as a lesbian. Fine, whatever, she's a lesbian. This cousin, okay. Now, uh, she showed up, and now she says she's um, not a she. She's transitioning to being a non-gender -bi non binary. Okay. What does that transition involve? She basically has turned into an asshole. <laughs> she, she's kind of regressed, and now she not only doesn't, like, make... She won't do any, she won't do any, like... You know, she's staying with us for, like, three weeks. She won't do anything. She'll just, like, come and go, like... She sort of just acts like a 14-year-old boy, just kind of mm. living in, like, his parents' house. Uh, just sort of sullen, doesn't really, you know. Is she also, like, transitioning to, like, a, a like a like maybe a younger age? Maybe. I mean, but here's she, she didn't mature thinking. as a boy. She needs to mature as a male. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. But what I was thinking is funny is when trans people are talking, they're always talking about how the main thing is... All of the indignities they suffer, all of the um, microaggressions they get, all of the shame, how nobody's kind to them. Oh, yeah. looks so I kind of think like they're so obsessed with how put upon they are that they don't, they forget that they have to be nice too. Hmm. Or, yeah, maybe it goes in the other direction. You know what I mean? Like they're not, uh, maybe they're just bad people and then people treat them shitty. But, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you why I think there's the perception that they get treated bad. It's because, you know, they're they're nerds. In general, <laughs> yeah. Well, Bruce Jenner is a nerd. Is that what you're saying? He seemed like a pretty cool, feminine dude. I could talk to a trans person, whatever, no problem. You know what I mean? And I have. Uh, sure. I've, you know, I, I suppose I have, like, people that are uh, I associated with, uh, whatever, you whatever. know, sucked a couple of dicks, whatever. Uh, and uh, they, they, I don't think people have a problem with that. I think no. what people have a problem with is the, uh, what seems to be a very arbitrary number of genders, like in this city, there's 31 that are, accept that are like, you know, yeah. legally well, accepted. That's, that's idiotic. And uh, it just seems, you know, like there could be more or less. Doesn't matter. We just went with thirty-one, and so there's that. And just and, and a lot of them are weird. They're like gender bender or gender fluid or they they gender bender to me just sounds like uh, 
like a fucking David Bowie album, you know? Uh, well, it's kind of what's dumb about it is that the um is that look, it used to be okay. Here's someone like they're born a dude and now they're a woman, or or vice versa. They and they feel like they they should be a woman, so they get a sex change. Mm-hmm. And hey, yeah, presto, sex change now, now they're a woman. Okay, so fine. So they identified as a woman, and that's who they are. So you, they're just a woman now. Yeah. But when did it become? Oh no, I identify as trans. That's true. Like, why are these people saying I'm a trans woman? Why don't you just be a woman? If yeah. you're doing it, just be a woman. If that's what your shtick is, right. why do you have to say, no, I'm a trans woman? I don't like, trans the, I don't be- like the way you... Transsexuals used to say, well, I'm a woman. I identify I as a woman. I transitioned. Yeah, I'm a woman. I transitioned. I got, I got a sex a change. Woman. Please refer to me as a woman because right. that's what I am. Right. And, you know, look, if you don't believe in that, fine, but you just say, fine, you're a woman. But what's this whole thing like, no, I'm a trans woman? It's like no, just be a woman. Or you know, like a, I'm, I'm gender fluid. Or I'm a gender. I'm, I'm gender. It's become a a real non-specific. Like, yeah. look, not only it there was only a really short period where it was just trans, and then you know the other, and then it was like not only trans. Okay, we got you on that. Now you are. It could be fucking. I don't know. Name I'm, it. Yeah. Right. And we'll in that way they'll always be explaining to us, which is what they That's like to do. Basically, what I'm not talking about trans people. I mean, just like people who are into yeah. like advocating for this. Now, I yeah. have to take exception to something you, you said. Shtick. It's their. It's whatever. If that's your shtick, I, I. That's kind of demeaning and not. It's it's really non scientific. What I'm it sorry. is is their. It's their sick little fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you may be it's something. it's it's the identity that they're trying to uh, have without having to uh, think about their actual problems in life. You know, you're gonna get hyper focused on your sexuality and like what you are. When you know, it's like you could just uh, be what you are and do what you want to do. I don't have any problem with anybody doing anything. Do what you want, but like I think that's what it is. Is like nobody has any problems with like what individuals do. It's being lectured to by a whole. Yeah. Segment of the of the, a very loud, vocal, Neurotic angry, fault finding, judgmental, yeah. and the whole point is just to make you say things and do things, and and not say and other treat things. Me, and treat me this way. And I, but I find it is is seldom is it the actual people, the actual trans no, people. No, I never. No, no, it's it always the. I know plenty of people who are like trans, and it's like and demanding, or they're just no, no because it's just, like who cares? Right, exactly. It's just like oh, all it's right. It's this other. It's this noisy, fucking shrill faction that like is it. And I'm talking about like it's not even clear who these people like. It's yeah, like diversocrats and <laughs> diversocrats. These types of people, yeah, like, you know, funny. professionals. Well, there's 25,200 trans individuals, and they reported 41,580 instances of gender discrimination or abuse. Together, they're, they suffered discrimination valued between 5,197,500,000 and 10,395,000. That's, how, that's, that's the value how does, of their suffering. How does that work out? Because it's 150 grand to 250 grand per violation. Oh, so how are we going to make sure they all get their money? Well, the thing is, I guess the, what they do is they put it in the newspaper, like they do that lost money shit, you know, or do you have oh, money sitting in there? And then okay, they, they, and if you're trans, you just go there and, uh, but they, it's only the first 25,200. And then after that, there's like a reset button, and then we got to go find Come some new violations. Get it, ladies. <laughs> if you're a man and you inwardly confirm that you're a woman and you decide that you wish to be acknowledged by everyone you encounter as a woman, you don't have to look like a woman. 
you could just you know it's weird to to, to think that that but that we that we could just go around saying we're women and by the way here's the list of the accepted uh, genders a few of them bigendered cross dresser uh, drag king these are all uh, legally uh, you know valid uh, genders in New York uh, fem queen female to male FTM gender bender gender queer male to female MTF DTF uh, non that's, I made that one up non op Hijra, I don't know what that stands for. Pangender, transsexual, transsexual with two S's. Trans person, woman, man. Wow, we made oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're way down on the list, but we're there. Butch, two-spirit, which is like an Indian thing. Uh, that's, that's what they used to call their, like, sort of faggy uh, guys, I guess, or tomboys. Gender fluid, which I could have sworn I already said. Non-binary, trans- transgender, androgen. Gender gifted. Gender gifted. Uh, you, that, the, it's observed in your person of transgender experience, androgynous femme, and gender blender. So there you go. You can be any one of those things. So many ways to close the gap between biological men or young boys who have looked deep within themselves, searched honestly for their own innermost personal truth, and concluded that in reality they are not men and they are not boys, but in fact they are women and girls with dicks and balls. Gesundheit. hate. The city really is committed to this idea. A new law, I, I, I guess it's probably going to be up for a vote in September, that uh, there's a third box you can check, right? Because, uh, by the way, Post was a little annoying. How so? Because they put pictures of men in the uh, during Pride Month, like where there's usually like a picture of an attractive woman. And I thought, yeah, I can see him like in the village rushing to get the Post now, you know, because like, oh, I hear there's a, ooh, a fireman with his shirt off. In the, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Do you think yeah. that really is going to help circulation? Please, your base. Yeah. I'm sure lots of gay people read the paper, and, and they don't give a fuck about something like that. Although, I don't want to be critical of the Post, but, I mean, it just seemed like a silly thing. When you think of newspaper readers, you know what I mean? Who is that? It's just like... Um, it's it's some 40-something-year-old dude. Yeah. Who buys it out of habit. Right. And it's probably the same store every Has day. Has a crime podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know, like, uh, so... Previously, what they would—if parents uh, didn't want to glance between the legs of their newborn and sort of roll the dice on this human life proceeding more or less as it has for the last fifty thousand years—they would check a third box called undeter- undetermined. Right now, yeah. undetermined has been replaced by a new, a new choice, just X. X. And now, adults who figure Arm that they X. aren't male—they're <laughs> not male or female—they have an option to correct their birth certificates. Like this, dope, instead to X. This dope in my house right now. Yeah, uh, without having to falsely claim that their gender hasn't been determined. Because I, I guess it is weird. I am of indeterminate gender. I am, uh, <laughs> undetermined. You don't want to be that an adult saying that about yourself. You really don't want to be a kid in fifth grade saying that. It just seems so ridiculous that, like, for some reason, all so much energy and time has to be dedicated to these, like, this minuscule number of people like probably a tiny percentage of those 25,000 yeah who are so obnoxious and stupid that they're like well I'm neither a man nor a woman I'm something else so now what are you going to do to accommodate man yeah there's a lot of that accommodate people really want an accommodation they accommodation sure do. i don't know what to tell you i mean it's uh, you're right it's uh, most of uh, most of the trans people i've met have been very fucking uh, regular I think most regular of them just people just want to live their lives yeah. and be like yeah well just, i'm a, just, i'm actually a woman they don't want i'm sure they don't want to talk about it 
They don't want to talk about it. They don't want it to be like the, the focus of everything because they're just trying to blend in as what they say they are or what they feel they are inside. And it's like, yeah, okay, I'm a woman. So why make a big stink about it? Yeah, because well, uh, the big stink, I think, is made by people who don't get to have the victimization that they feel that they would like to yes. have. With it. They're out, oh, wait, you're oppressed, you're oppressed. I want to be with you guys yeah. because I'm not some kind of Ronald Reagan motherfucker. I know. Hey, Pat, guess <laughs> you, what? Why is it almost time to stop? Is I got to go to bed. Come on now, you're gonna. Yeah, you're right. Okay, let's do. Can I do one more story? Uh, a quick one. Oh, a quick one. <laughs> Fine. This is a story from the Boogie D. A man, 37 years old, named Fernando Lovano. He works for a company that manufactures medical supplies. He was knocked out cold when he was punched by an as yet unknown assailant. That was at the time of this writing, at Aqueduct Avenue and Buchanan. Buchanan Place. Crime took place in a one-square-mile section of New York City called University Heights, and I'll, I'll get to University Heights a different time, and we will cover that crime on the next episode. Oh, this great. guy got punched out cold, and they just robbed him in the street, took his shit, they videoed it, the guy was proud of what he did. This is like the knockout game, except this isn't some little old lady that you go, okay, so what? This is like a just a regular dude. So <laughs> he just starts paying attention to this shit. Crime podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying. Uh, well, Things look. are going to shit, Pat. I think I think what our, our predictions over the last few years that de Blasio's New York is going to take us straight to the bad old days. I think we're in the midst of it. I think it's happening. It's, it's without a doubt. It certainly looks that way. And police will tell you the same thing. When you talk to them anecdotally, they say, no, shit's fucked up. Yep. You know, and and you got to look look around these days. You know, if you're on the subway at night, you used to be able to just like, you know, you get your headphones on, whatever. You're not worried. But now you got to look around. Yep. Keep your head on a swivel out there, New Yorkers. It's good to talk to you. I hope that uh, you're having fun in this fucking heat. As we head into garbage season, <laughs> the smell rising up in the steam, filling your nostrils, and it actually will shut down your frontal lobe. It's true. And it reminds you of everywhere bad you've ever been. That's right. Oh, but we love it so much in we New do. York. And we love those trains. And thanks for reading your article. It's in uh, the Monday New York Post. You can yep. see it online. I'm sure you'll be tweeting it out. Uh, Seth Barron, NYC. Follow me at Pat Dixon, of course. And, you know, uh, stay tuned to find out where I'm going to be all the time. You know, I've got a website, crimereport.nyc. And when you go there, listen to all these podcasts that go back. You know make, what I mean? Make like, it your home. It's, a, it's, it's actually uh, fun to listen to these past episodes because, you know what? I'm pretty smart about this. There's not a lot of shit that's going to make you feel like, man, I'm listening to a three-year-old podcast. You can do it yeah. without feeling like you're no, lost no, in no, time. No, it's important. And, 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 I, and I think so. Yeah, you know what? So I'm not always talking about, hey, it's 2013 now. I'm not saying shit like that. Right. You don't have to deal with that. That's right. I'm not going to load you it's up timeless. with that. We'll also have the story next week of a, uh, a, a sexual harassment uh, situation that you will not believe uh, in the parks department, the city, the city parks uh, uh, service. Man, you don't expect... A guy in the city park service to be forcing a 19-year-old girl to suck his cock. But here we are. Uh, very interesting guy. Seems like a lot of fun. Now, Seth, we'll talk to you later. And uh, thanks for thanks for being here. I'm happy that you could make it. Bye-bye. thank you for listening thanks, to Pat. New York City Crime Report. Is it over?